0: Hello, welcome to the Self-Learning Podcast by Dr. Sushma Singh. Let us start discussion on Unit 21, Regional Imbalances. And our topic is Conceptualizing Reason and Regionalism, the Indian Context. How do we stand the concept of regionalism? Regionalism is a complex socio-political phenomena. And as such, scholars, while analyzing various dimensions of the phenomena, have developed different conceptual frameworks in order to understand it. Before engaging in the discussion on regionalism as a concept, at the theoretical level, it is pertinent to understand the term reason. The concept of reason, in essence, lies At the very core of any conceptualization of regionalism, in the sense that this concept provides the existential basis for the emergence of the phenomena of regional loyalty that eventually gets articulated in the political form of regionalism. Though territoriality provides the basis for partial understanding of regionalism, the social scientists have been more concerned with the known geographical factors. As for them, reason has always been more an analytical category than a geographical entity. As for the social cultural aspects of reason, it is considered as a nucleus of the social aggregation for differing purposes. In this view, a particular territory is set apart, acquiring distinguishedness over a period of time, when different variables operate in different degrees. These variables include the factors of geography, topography, religion, language, custom, social, economic and political stages of development, common historical tradition and experiences, etc. Broadly speaking, the social scientists have identified four types of regions in India. Historic reason based on common sca- sacred symbols and myths related to past; linguistic reason based on common language, cultural reason based on cultural homogeneity, and lastly, the structural reason distinguished on the basis of their structural principles, like caste, ranking and community status it follows that even if a reason is a territorial concept its attributes are not exclusively territorial and that regionalism emerges primarily because of the differing perceptions of the reasons by respective political leadership and the popular masses now let us Concretize the concept of regionalism in the case of India. In a general theoretical sense, regionalism has been analyzed by broadly classifying it into the following manner. As a manifestation of center-state relations, as an outcome of internal colonism as a subsidiary process of political integration in terms of the conflict involving the political elite as a product of imperatives of the electoral politics in contrast with the sub-regionalism and finally in context of increasing competitiveness among the regions in a liberalizing Economy. The above brings us to some of the representative views on regionalism by the noted theorist of Indian variant of regionalism. Rashiduddin Khan argues that the regionalism is most fundamental to the concept of the Indian federalism while terming india as a multi-regional federation khan argues that the concepts of nationality and ethnicity are not adequate to explain its socio cultural diversity the region in india have distinct social cultural historical linguistic economic and political connotations And the term regional identity is to be considered as a comprehensive expression of the plurality of Indian society. However, as A.K. Bharuwa argues, the factors like ethnicity and nationality cannot be discounted. The regional movement in Meghalaya, Tamil Nadu, Jharkhand and Gurkha land have seen a distinct role of ethnicity. Then most of the ethnic groups in northeastern states of India and in Kashmir would like to perceive themselves as distinct nationalities that invariably brings them in a sort of confrontation with the Indian state as the assertion of their identity is perceived as inimical to the idea of the Indian nation. D.C. Burmans views regionalism in India both as a doctrine that implies decentralization of administration on a regional basis within a nation, a social-cultural culture movement against the imposition of a monolithic national unity a political counter movement aiming to achieve greater autonomy of subcultural reason in this context it would be pertinent to note that regionalism is a complex phenomena and to reduce it to either as a movement for autonomy vice versa center or as a reaction against federal administrative imbalances is tend to amount to oversimplification. Paul Arbras argues that territoriality provides us only a partial understanding of the phenomena of regionalism and hence it is imperative to explore other dimensions of the phenomena. While taking a legal approach to the analysis of the regionalism, He seeks to demarcate the issues falling under the regional and national jurisdiction. In this context, one can argue that there cannot be a total segregation of the issues, that the assumption of the mutually exclusive national and regional domain can be best illustrated by the fact that a regional problem like the sharing of river waters of Kaveri between Karnataka and Tamil Nadu and Satluj link canal between Punjab and Haryana receives national concerns. Moreover, such a, an approach does not enable us to analyze the nature of the forces responsible for the regional conflict. Brass states that the societal forces that will rise Indian towards pluralism, regionalism and decentralization are inherently strong than those favoring homogeneity, nationalization and centralization. It follows that the process of consolidating power in India is inherently tenuous and that power begins to disintegrate immediately at the maximum point of concentration. At that point, brass contents, regional political forces and the decentralizing tendencies inevitably reassert themselves, unless the national leadership chooses to bring about a more definitive consolidation by taking recourse to the unitary provisions in the Indian constitution. It is obvious that brass seems to indicate a kind of vicious circle in the sense that only a strong central authority can keep the centrifugal forces under control. But at the same time, he argues that the regional forces become active as a reaction against excessive centralization. It follows from the above that an attempt to view regionalism merely in terms of federalism or as a legal concept is theoretically inadequate to comprehend the phenomena in its entirety. Another perspective on the nature of regionalism emerges from the writing of Duncan B. Forrester, who has drawn a distinction between regionalism and sub-regionalism, primarily in terms of the territorial and demographic size of the two. Such an argument is hardly to be accepted, as the size of a region need not be the criteria for regionalism and regional movement. Moreover, the demands and grievances of regional and sub-regional entities are not always distinguishable, even if it is assumed that the former covers a broader area than the latter. Conceptualizing sub-regionalism in the concrete context of Telangana. Forrester argues that the historical and the economic factors produce sub-regional identities and encourage the growth of compelling political subcultures that not only do not correspond but also are in conflict with the larger unities of language, culture and caste represented by the linguistic state. A study of regionalism in India would do well to take into account the formulations of the Iqbal Narayan. He has given the broadest possible definition of regionalism that covers the geographical historical culture economic, political, and administrative and psyche factors. However, his definition is too broad to capture the essence of regionalism. It may mean almost anything to anybody. As a matter of fact, the multiplicity of factors that equal Narayan seeks to associate with the phenomena of regionalism May even apply to nationalism or any other societal phenomena. It would be pertinent here to refer to the nativist movement that signifies the conflict between the migrants and the sons of the soil. Marion Wiener holds the nativism as a form of ethnic identity that seeks to exclude those who are not members of the local or indigenous ethnic group from residing and working in a territory because they are not native. Werner points out towards the development of either a regional or national identity as a precondition to the development of nativism. He has identified five factors causing the nativist movement in India. These are presence of migrants from outside the cultural region, cultural differences between the migrants and the local community, immobility of the local population in comparison to other groups in the population, a high level of unemployment, among the indigenous middle class and a substantial portion of middle class jobs held by culturally aligned migrants and a rapid growth of educational opportunities for the lower middle classes. How can we compare the nativist and the regional movements? The similarity between the nativist And regional movements lies in the fact that both have a territorial basis. The dissimilarity lies in the following manner. First, unlike the nativist movement, the regional movement does not necessarily presuppose the presence of the migrants from outside the region in question or exploitation of natives by the migrants hence the nativist movement is not always characterized by the ethnic selectivity as for the view of the lavish p Fickett, that the political parties play the role of catalyst of the regional consciousness one may point out that the political parties are not always indispensable to the politics of regionalism the movements of various kinds are often found to be capable of articulating the regional aspirations on behalf of the people of any region while pursuing the known political party movement that is all Assam Student Union, ASU, Telangana movement, Uttarakhand movement, Chhattisgarh movement, etc., In a related perspective, it has been argued that all regional demands originate in the form of political elite conflicts. Michael Hacker has contributed to the study of regionalism by articulating the internal colonial model to analyze the nature of regionalism in India. He stated that regionalism is the outcome of real or perceived sense of exploitation by the core communities of the peripheral communities. To sum up, it may be argued that the regionalism in India has been an organized effort on the part of the regional leadership, not necessarily related to the political party in articulating the regional grievances and aspiration within the formal and informal democratic forums and using its a money for the pur- popular mobilization. It is on the basis of the assertion of the regional identity by the community that the regional elite negotiates with the center for better deal. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self-learning podcast.